sitting in our car. <laughs> oh, just for a change of scenery. Just for a change of scenery, hence why already the recording might sound a bit different. Yeah, we didn't bring them the handy zoom uh, so we're back to old school like the old days episode <laughs> one and two um recording on my phone yeah yeah so you're listening to frank no <laughs> cut that out no <laughs> you're listening to frank <laughs> i'm really tired i've had a really busy two weeks okay <laughs> and a dark and creepy dark and creepy Things with Frank and Scout. Yay! I'm Scout. I'm Frank. You are Frank. Um, apologies <laughs> for my coughing fits. Um, I've been sick for about a month and still I going. Have some articles. I can't understand. I have some articles. You have some articles, but we should thank our patrons. Uh, yes. Sorry, I'm really not doing well tonight. <laughs> uh, we're trying to stay awake like old people because I booked comedy tickets back in the middle of summer in January uh, for now, for April. And daylight savings has come and gone, and it's got it got dark early, and now we're trying to stay awake till nine something, nine forty-five. Who the fuck has a, has a comedy <laughs> thing at nine forty-five? Fucking comedians. Yeah, the Fringe Wives Club do. Yeah, uh, but they're great. So we're gonna in an attempt to stay awake. We've had dinner. We've got bubble tea. Yes. We're in our car, not going home because we know we'd get too comfortable and fall asleep and miss this show. So here we are okay. in the back streets of where we live, recording a podcast, <laughs> in and our in our car, and it's a bit of a cold night. Tell us a little bit first about the back streets of where we live. So, this is something that I've come across numerous times. Where we live is kind of like a compound. So if anyone's ever lived, like gone through where we live or visited us, the streets are really windy. And it's like a rabbit warren. Like you, like unless you live in here, you don't really know where you are. And people comment on Uber the Uber drivers time. get confused and yeah. lost. How do we get out of here? Yeah, and it's it's like almost like a pocket within mm. Kensington of just like these really windy roads. This is known where we live. They're gonna come kill us. Oh my god! <laughs> if in I get millions killed, of houses. Make podcasts about in it. In the millions of houses. Yes. Okay. okay. In the millions of houses in Kensington. Like, millions. Millions. Is it millions? I don't know. Lots. Um, anyway, that would shit me. <laughs> no, 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 sorry, we'll just. They're, Why does it keep opening and closing? It's an automatic person gate around <laughs> the where we're parked. I hope it's not detecting us and opening and closing. It might be. It's one of the back buildings. Like, we don't live in that building. That would no, suck. Yeah. After you go up there, they have courtyards up there. Oh, that's nice then. Yeah. Also. Um, anyway, so. The reason why it's like this little pocket of round, windy streets is because the entire area used to be a meat market and it used to be connected to the local abattoir. Yeah. Across the street from the fucking race course. Um, Wasn't it? Yeah, so they had like livestock. Yeah. And then people would literally come and pick their stock and kill it yeah pretty right? much Something and like, like they had like sheep like sheep would be brought yeah. like herded through these streets and yeah like if you look at old very old melways it actually says uh, it says maps cast, for yeah. those who don't know what a like an is old, an old street directory street directory that's yeah. the word if you look at a very old street directory, you can actually see Kensington meat markets and abattoirs huh. nearby. And, like, because it's so close to the river as well, there used to be a whole bunch of train lines that used mm. to deliver the livestock to the meat market. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there used to be lots of, like, a South Kensington station used to be a lot bigger and they had a lot more train lines because it's and so close to the port. And there used to be some weird little bridges that go yep. near the river and stuff where you'd actually walk your livestock yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting. So um, the running... we are we are thinking, or we are going to do some mini episodes. Yeah. Um, with a little bit of a project I've got coming up. And, yeah, I think we might have to include a bit about yeah. our local area. Well, we are going to do mostly Melbourne to start with. <laughs> um, but, yeah, doing a little bit even about our own backyard, so, yeah. so to speak. Well, I suppose the only bits that a lot of the place where we are now is really developed, like the houses that you see in this pocket are quite new. They're not old. Newish. They're Newish. within the last 15 years. Yeah, so if you look outside the pocket, though, there are some some brickwork that has been maintained. The mm. old Ken, the Kensington High School has got a lot of its stuff has been maintained. If you see any of the cobblestone streets, they all... Yeah, what used to be in the, where the high, high school is, I think that's... Maybe that's the abattoir? Yeah, maybe. Maybe? Anyway, we'll I'm get not sure. In I'll have to very, do some more research. Yes, in our very near future i.e. in the next month when my project is due for my master's yeah. um we're gonna do some <laughs> little local mini episodes mm. yes anyway we have to thank our patrons patrons that's on. what we're doing patrons thank you thank you to bitten by the bug yeah. maker of japanese textiles you can find them on etsy yes yes uh a francis the author of the bright side comic author and illustrator yeah yeah author and illustrator for right uh, a bright side the bright side the bright side the comic. bright side the bright side comic which you can find if you just search the bright side comic on google yeah google it um and also our regular listeners uh sean Sindor, and maya yeah, thank, thank you. you i also have a bit of a promo going at the moment which applies to our, our existing patrons over on patreon but anyone who signs up this month being month of april will get a free 2019 limited edition logo sticker Yay. sent out to them as well so that can be all yours for as little as one dollar eleven cents per month why specifically a dollar and eleven cents i don't know it just felt weird putting in a dollar so our tears, <laughs> our tears on patreon i'd start at a dollar eleven so one 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 yeah and it's three dollars thirty three 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 six six of course i wanted six 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 and then there's a nine 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 as well oh my god anyway so different tiers different better Benefits, but everyone for April can get a sticker. So sign up. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Give us money so the cats don't eat us. Yeah. 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 All right. Topic. Okay. So before, I have before we go off to our two comedy show articles to read. The first two. one's the first one's a bit short. Okay. So the first one is Radium Girls. <gasps> they were from. Okay. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Let me go on. They fascinate me. Mm. The radium girls were a female factory workers who contracted radiation poisoning from painting watch dials with mm. self-luminous paint. I love reading about that. Painting was done by women at three different sites in the US, and the term now applies to the women working at the at the facilities. The first... Ad- Why? Why were they women? Women did those jobs. Okay. That's just a societal thing. Well, because it was, it was like finicky. And yes, yeah, small and... hands, finicky, oh, yeah, yeah. cheap labour. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah? Let me continue. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm excited about the I know. <laughs> the first a United States radium factory in Orange, New Jersey, beginning around 1917. A facility in Ottawa, Illinois, beginning at the early 1920s, and a mm. third facility in Waterbrook, Connecticut. Hmm. The women in each facility had been told the paint was harmless. <laughs> and subsequently... But how do they know it was harmless? 
and subsequently ingested to deadly amounts of radium after being instructed to point their brushes on their lips in order to give them a fine point. So what that means is they would lick the brushes to make the point on the mm. brushes pointy as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what painters generally do. Yeah, yeah. And but that's the thing is, is like if they used lead paint, which they did back in the day, people yeah. would die. Because, Eventually, get yeah, them. and it reminds me of like there's a, some sort of famous scientist who used to lick the ends of his pencils, yeah. and he died because of lead poisoning. Yeah, it was like like wasn't Edison or something? No. Was it? I could only hope. <laughs> he was a dick. <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking about the twenties. This is twenties, yeah, seventeen, nineteen seventeen, twenties. Not the twenties that we. Do you know next year will be the twenties? You're. Going off on tangents, let me continue. But yes, it is going to be the Roaring Twenties next year. <coughs> Pardon me, that's exciting. <laughs> also, some painted their fingernails, face and teeth with the glowing substance. <laughs> Imagine that. Be like, oh, look at, my glow- yeah, for fun. Like, look at my glowing fingernails. Oh. <laughs> the women were instructed to point their brushes because using rags or a water rinse caused them to waste too much time and mm. too much of the material made from the powdered radium gum arabic and water right five of the women in new jersey challenged their employer in a case over the right of individual workers who contract occupational disease to sue their employers under new jersey's occupational injuries law Hmm. which at the time had a two-year statute of limitations but settled out of court in 1928 Interesting. Five, five women in Illinois who were employees of the Radium Dial Company, which was unaffiliated with the United States Radium Corporation, sued their employer under Illinois law, winning damages in 1938. So they would have got sick reasonably quick. No. 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 This was a long thing. Yes. So the thing is with the tiniest amounts of radium that they're mm-hmm. ingesting, it takes a really long time, but it does happen. Wow. So I'll go into it. It goes a little bit more into what that yeah. was like. It's pretty fascinating. In 1917 to 1926, U.S. Radium Corporation, originally called the Radium Luminous Material Corporation, was engaged in the extraction and purification of radium from carnotite ore to produce luminous paints, which were marketed under the brand name Undark. And what? Undark. Undark. Yeah, as in no dark. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm still picturing in my head, though, these people just, you know, on their lunch break painting their nails and stuff with this (laughs) irradiant... Yeah, but they were told it was harmless. I know, but still, and be like... Oh, Bessie, look at my fingernails. <laughs> they're glowing in the dark. But you wouldn't know it until you went dancing. We're like, look at yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would have gone out to the yeah. to the old club oh, that night or the dance hall. Yeah, the dance hall or the not the, the jazz club. club. Yeah, yeah. The I local mean, speakeasy. Yeah, or to the cinema because cinemas yeah. were the social thing to go hang out with and yeah. be like, oh, and then the like the cinema would go dark and yeah, we're actually recording. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, the cinema would go dark and you know the movie's about to start and you'd be like. Bling, bling. <laughs> Look at my fingernails. Okay, let me continue. The ore was mined from the Paradox Valley in Colorado and other undark... Was it Paradox? Paradox Valley. Oh, wow. The, and other undark mines in Utah. As undark. a defense contractor, US Radium was a major supplier of radioluminescent watches to the military. Oh. Their plant in Orange, New Jersey, employed over 100 workers, mainly women, to paint radium-lit watch faces and instruments, misleading them that it was safe. So back then you could buy a watch 
and its numbers would glow. Yes, yeah. So that's what these women are painting, is they're yeah. painting the numbers on the watch. So you can think about how small a watch face is, yeah. and then you can think about how small the numbers are on a watch face, and then how small the brush would have to be to get those numbers accurate yeah. on a watch face. Like, that's how small they're trying to get their paintbrushes. So they were told in order to get them that small quickly to lick them. Yeah, which is which is true. That's a point. That's like it reminds me of like when you're trying to thread, uh, like thread a needle. Yeah, is that what's called threading, yes. a, threading a needle? <laughs> and you're trying to get it, and you lick it because it yeah. makes it wet and pointy. Yes. So it, yes. And so it goes into the eye of the needle quicker. Exactly. Yeah, and easier. Yeah. So I guess uh, yeah, it'd be the same with making your paintbrush, you know, quickly. Yeah, pointy. Exactly. And ready to paint, really fine points with. Yeah. Yeah. God, they would have been so small yeah. and so detailed. Oh yeah. The U.S. Radium Corporation hired approximately seven win- women, seventy women, <gasps> to perform various tasks, including handling radium, while the radium, while the owners and the scientists familiar with the effects of radium carefully avoided any exposure to it themselves. Oh, what jerks. Chemists at the plant use lead screens, masks, and tongs. Yeah, they're getting these women to sit there, use it how many hours a day, yeah. put it in their mouth, Yeah, and they're not the ones wearing bloody lead aprons. And yeah. Oh, man, that makes me so mad. U.S. Radium had distributed literature to the medical community describing the injurious effects of radium, so the company knew <sighs> that it was bad for them. In spite of this knowledge, a number of similar deaths had occurred in 1925, including the company's chief chemist, Dr. Edwin E. Lemon, and several female workers. The similar circumstances of their deaths prompted investigations to be undertaken by Dr. Harrison Maitland, county physician of Newark. Oh, you'd hope so. Good on you, county yeah. physician. Go, oh, all these people seem to be dying. Getting sick. Getting sick. And they all, what, they all work at the same place? No, oh, yeah, we better look into that. Yeah. An estimated 4,000 workers were hired by corporations in the US and Canada to paint watch faces with radium. At USRC, each of the painters mixed her own paint in small crucibles and then used camel hairbrushes to apply the glowing paint on dials. The then current rate of pay for painting 250 oh, dials a day was about a penny and a half per dial. What is that? Equivalent to 0.293 in 2018. So 30 cents a dial. 30 cents a dial. At and 250 yeah. dials a day. I can't math. 25 times. Was it? 25 times 250 mm. times 30. Yeah, so 30 cents a day. $75 a day. That's not too bad. Back then, it would have been a lot more money, like it yeah, worth yeah. a lot more because inflation and yeah, change, so that's stuff. really not too bad. But no. is it really worth the cost of getting that sick? I mean, yeah. hopefully, this article tells us like the symptoms of yeah, radiation go, it's sickness. Yeah, right? yeah. The brushes would lose their shape after a mm. few strokes, so the US radium supervisors... As they, well, as they do, even with yeah. normal paint brushes and whether I know from in my past doing like hobby painting and stuff with little yeah. models because I'm a nerd and I kind of <laughs> want to get back into that. Um, is that yeah, I'd have, I would wet it, but I'd usually just use my fingertips to like point yeah. it rather than my mouth because I yeah. don't really like the idea of putting paint, paint in your mouth. In my yeah. mouth, yeah. Whereas I used to watch my mother... She used to paint models yeah. and stuff too, and delicate items, and she would put it in her mouth. So yeah, yeah. Um, encourage their workers to point their brushes with their lips. Mm. Lip dip paint. <laughs> Lip dip. 
or use their tongues to keep them sharp. Because mm. the true nature of the radium had been kept from them, the radium girls painted their nails, teeth, and faces for fun. <laughs> With the teeth, I forgot about the teeth. Imagine they're in the cinema and go, hey, hey, Mary. <laughs> With the deadly paint produced at the factory, many of the workers became sick. It is unknown mm. how many died from oh, exposure. Wow. Men- this kind of gives me, I'd, I'd like to like make a movie about the radium girls. Yeah. Yeah. Or a TV series would be so good. <coughs> okay. You good? Yep. I'll copyright that, by the way. <laughs> Not your cough, though. <laughs> I do making a TV series about the radium girls. Many of the women later began to suffer from anemia, <gasps> bone fractures, and necrosis uh, of the jaw in a condition uh, now known as radium jaw. Shit. It would literally, like, it eats uh, your jaw from the inside out. Awful. Yeah, because got to remember, of course, teeth bones, and bones yes. are porous. Yes. They're like rocks yes. with lots of holes in them. So yep. it's going to get inside the bone and then rot you from the inside out. And slowly. Slowly. Erode away. Very slowly. Wow. It is thought that the x-ray machines used by the medical investigators may have contributed to some of the sickened workers ill ill health by subjecting them to additional radiation yes but how else are you gonna work out the damage yeah i know right and ugh, yeah even now like they tell you if you're pregnant you shouldn't get you can't get an x-ray or you gotta read you red, gotta wear the vest the red you gotta the red, wear the vest the lead apron and all that kind of stuff but you know that we have now our x-ray machines have been so um vastly improved yeah vast that's the word vastly improved that um the amount of radiation you get from having an x-ray isn't that much yeah and if if if, like if for example if i was alive in the 20s not these 20s coming up but the old (laughs) 20s the classic 20s um i'd probably be dead with the amount of x-rays i've had to have in my life like i would have suffered so much radiation poisoning so i'm glad that you know it's only been in the last 30 years or so yeah because coming up to 40 years that i've had so many x-rays done i probably yeah. have had more exposure to radiation than the regular person well you've also had multiple cts as well exactly so that's, I have, a, that's a giant x-ray machine it takes like 100 or 200 and a lot of x-rays at yes. once um so i probably have been exposed more than yeah. the regular person but imagine if that was me back in the old 20s yeah i'd probably yeah i'd probably be dead yeah x-ray x-ray technology has become a long way yeah. in the past like 100 150 years exactly. it's been around yeah anyway let me keep going Sorry, you, turns, picked, you picked a really fascinating one. Oh, I'm one good. I'm glad. I once. thought it was science here. I was like, I don't no, know if they're going to be interested in this. Radium poisoning. Yay. Well, I was going to do that. <laughs> radium poisoning. Yay. Yay. Um, it turned out at least one of the examinations was a, was a ruse. What? Was a ruse. What was a ruse? One of the examinations. Part of a campaign of disinformation started by the defense contractor. U.S. Radium and other watchdog companies rejected claims that the afflicted workers were suffering from exposure to radium. For some time, doctors, dentists, and researchers complied with their requests Mm. from the companies not to release their data. At the urging of the companies, worker deaths were attributed by medical professionals to other causes. Of course. Syphilis, a notorious sexually transmitted infection at the time, was often cited in attempts to smear the reputations of the women. You fuckers. You just... That makes me so bloody mad. She died of syphilis, that raging whore. Yeah, that is fucking awful. Rather than the fact you literally killed your workers, you fuck it. Wow. Um, Yeah, this so needs to become a TV series. The inventor of the radium dial paint, Dr. Sabin A. Von Schoke, 
Died in November 1928. Oh, what a shame. Becoming the 16th known victim of radium of poisoning by radium wow. paint. He died by the thing that he invented. Yeah. He had gotten sick from radium in his hands, not the jaw, but the circumstances of his death helped the radium girls in court. Okay. The Radium Dial Company was established in Ottawa, Illinois, in 1922 in the town's former high school. <laughs> like the U.S. State U.S. Radium Corporation, the purpose of the studio in Ottawa was to paint dials for clocks, their largest client being West Clock Corporation in Peoria, Illinois. Dials painted in Ottawa appeared on West Clock's popular Big Ben, Little Ben, and Travel Clocks, mm. and like the U.S. State U.S. Radium Corporation, Radium Dial hired young women to paint the dials using the same lip-dip paint approach mm. as the women in New Jersey, and by another unaffiliated plant in Waterbury, Connecticut, mm. that supplied the Waterbury Clock Company. Following the termination of President Joseph Kelly from the concern, Kelly established a competing, term, competi- competing firm in the town named Luminous Process Company, which also employed women in the same fashion and the, in conditions as the other firms. Employees at Radium Dial began showing signs of radi- radium poisoning in 1926 to 27 mm. and were unaware of the hearings and trials in New Jersey. Oh, wow. Furthermore, Radium Dial leadership authorised physicals and other tests designed to determine the toxicity of its employees, but the company never turned those those records to the employees or told them of the results. It's awful. In a half-hearted attempt to end the use of camel hair brushes, management introduced glass pens with a fine point. However, the workers found that the pens slowed down their productivity and they were paid by the piece. What? They were paid by the piece. Oh, what? And they reverted to using the brushes. So yeah. In other words, they gave them another option. Right. The other option was meaning they were getting less money, so they went back to the other, back to the original option. But they didn't know about the... Ugh. They didn't know. When the word of the New Jersey women and their suits appeared in local news, the women were told that the radium was safe and that the employees in New Jersey were showing signs of viral infections. Oh, okay. Assured by their employers that the radium was safe, they returned to work as usual. Its significance is the next title, so litigation. Okay. In New Jersey, the story of the abuse perpetrated against the workers is distinguished from most such cases by the fact that the ensuing litigation was widely covered by the media. Mm. Plant worker Grace Fryer decided to sue, but it took two years for her to find a lawyer willing to take on US radio. Even after the women found a lawyer, the slow-moving courts held out for months. At their first appearance in court in January 1928, two women were bedridden, and none of them could raise their hands to take an oath. A total of five factory workers, Grace Fryer, Edna Hussman, Catherine Schaub, and the sisters Quinton McDonald and Albina Larice, dubbed the Radium Girls, joined the suit. The litigation and media sensations surrounding the case established legal precedents and triggered the enactment of regulations governing labour safety standards, including a baseline of probable suffering. Mm. Which I assume means, like, how likely you're going to suffer? Based on your work? Yeah. In Illinois, employees began asking for compensation for their medical and dental bills as early as 1927, Mm. but were refused by management. Imagine, yeah, imagine the dental damage. Oh, yeah, their teeth fell out. Oh, yeah. Like, 
Yeah. I can, I can look at radium drawer as well. <gasps> yeah. The demand for money. But would radium drawer be like holes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's necrosis. That's what that means. Yeah, necrosis yeah. means death of tissue. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like gums and everything. Yeah. Oh, man. The demand for money by sick and dying former employees continued into the mid-1930s before a suit before the Illinois Industrial Commission was brought. In 1937, five women found an attorney by the name of Leonard Grossman. That name sounds familiar. Mm. That would would represent them in front of the commission, but by this time, Radium Dial had closed, moving to New York. Hmm. The IIC, IIC did retain a $10,000 deposit left by Radium Dial when it disclosed to the IIC that they could not find any insurance to cover the cost of indemnifying the company against employee suits. In the spring of 1938, the IIC ruled in favour of the women. Mm. The, the attorney representing the interests of radium dial appealed, hoping to get the verdict overturned, and again the commission judge found for the women. Radium dial appealed over and over, taking the case all the way to the Supreme mm. Court, Bastards. and on October 23, 1939, the court decided not to hear the appeal, and the lowing ruling was upheld. Mm. In the end, this case had been won eight times before radium dial was finally forced to pay. Oh eight times? That's fucking pay! You know what? And if it had been like mostly men who were affected and died, oh, they would have like, they would have paid. They would have paid out, yeah, way sooner. But yeah. they'd pretty much just like, oh, women hysteria, yeah. blah blah blah. Oh, just tell them all they ha- yeah. they all have syphilis. Yeah, God. Ugh. The Radium Girls saga holds an important place in the history of both the field of health physics mm. and the labor rights movement. The right of individual workers to sue for damages from corporations due to labor abuse was mm. first was established as a result of the Radium Girls case. In the wake of the case, industrial safety standards were demonstrably enhanced for many decades. The case was settled in the autumn of 1928 before the trial was deliberated by the jury and the settlement for each Radium Girl was $10,000, equivalent to $146,000 in 2018. Okay. And a $600 per year annuity plus a $12 a week for all their lives. Okay. Equivalent to $8,800 in 2018. While they lived, and all medical and legal expenses incurred would also be paid by the company. Good. That's a good settlement. It is good settlement, but it's still really, you know, what's the cost of that? Yeah. A lot of them <laughs> die. die so early. Yeah. No, like, that's awful. The lawsuit and resulting publicity was a factor in the establishment mm. of occupational disease labor law. Radium dial painters were instructed in proper safety precautions and provided with protective gear. Good. In particular, they no longer shaped paintbrushes by lip and avoided ingesting or breathing the paint. The radium paint was still used in dials as late as the 1960s. Mm. Scientific- but at least they would have yeah, taken precautions and known it was bloody hazardous. Yeah, they should and have taken the precautions from the get-go. I of course, but that would have cost the company's money. But they how, dare them- they, how dare they have to provide masks and... But it cost com- them money in the, in the end anyway. In the end, but they still got away with it for, what, nearly 20 years? Yeah. Scientific impact. Robley D. Evans made the first measurements of exhaled radon and radium excretion from a former dial painter in 1933. Mm. Like, they may be able to measure how much radium they were exhaling. How much fucking radium were they ingesting? Yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell? 
That's awful. At MIT, he gathered dependable body content measures from 27 dial painters. Wow. This information was used in 1941 by the National Bureau of Standards to establish the tolerance level. And again, that's still like, you know, the radium girls were doing this in the 20s, like early yeah. 20s, like the start of the 20s. You know, that's still t- more than 20 years later that they're actually still doing it yeah. still doing it, and still able to test, like, the levels as but well. At the same that's t- awful. But at the same time, like, the fact that this person, these people had that much radium in their system yeah, that it was that. detectable from their breath. Well, I can, can under- imagine after every little brush yeah. stoke, they're probably dipping it in but, their mouth. But I can under- no, but that's the thing. It's going to wash into their bloodstream pretty quickly because the mouth to bloodstream Exactly. Quick. That's what I mean. They're they have, it. They have every, every dial. You got at least twelve markers, right? Yeah. So you paint, dip, paint, dip. Even yeah. time dipping it into your mouth. Like that's like, a lot. My 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 point is, is that they must have so much radium in their blood yeah. that it comes out in their breath. Of course. And imagine you're one of those workers doing that every day for fifteen years yeah. or whatever. Like you're what for you a doing? decent wage. Like you wouldn't give up seventy five dollars a day. Back no, then. of course not. You would do it, like. Yeah. And yeah, the sad thing is, is that these uh, had these women known it was hazardous, they probably still would have done it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But at least they would have been told. Well, yeah. It's about at least knowing what you're putting yeah. into your body as well. Yeah. The Center for Human Radiobiology was established at the Argonne National Laboratory in 1968. The primary purpose of the center was providing medical examinations for living dial painters. Mm. The project also focused on collection of information and, in some cases, tissue samples. Did you say tissue? Tissue samples from the radium dial painters. Shush. Tissue. When the project ended in 1993, detailed information of 2,403 cases had been collected. This led to a book on the effect of radium on humans. The book suggested that radium 222 exposure is the more harmful to he- uh, it's more harmful to health than the exposure of radium 226. What? So, all. Pretty much all radioactive substances, actually, no, pretty much all substances, like elements, yeah. have different isotopes. Yeah, okay. So if you've heard that term isotope, it basically just means... I've heard that on The Simpsons. It basically just means the two isotopes. different kind of element. So there's uranium-92 and there's another kind of uranium as well. So basically, quick chemistry lesson, the centre of every nucleus of an atom has neutrons and protons, mm-hmm. right? The amount of protons determine what element it is. So... Um, I can't remember, like, helium will always have two protons no matter what, Okay. right? But, however, the amount of neutrons inside a nucleus of an atom can change, okay. and that's where you get the um, the difference in isotopes. So okay. radium always has, say, like, I don't know actually how many it has, but say radium always has 50 protons and can sometimes have... I don't know what the actual number is. <laughs> no, you don't Let's know say it's 50. Sometimes it has 48 is. neutrons, sometimes it have 46 like, Shouldn't you look up what number? I can. I can. But my point is is that the, that's what an isotope is. Okay. It's a different, same element, different number of neutrons. The isotopes were a baseball team on <laughs> The Simpsons. Yes, they were. <laughs> <laughs> Radium-228 is more able to cause cancer of the bone as the shorter half-life of the product compared to... 
compared to a different product causes the daughter nucleotides too much chemistry. Basically, this one's more radioactive than the other one. Okay. Yeah. This one breaks down faster. Yeah. Meaning it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. This one bad. This one it delivers bad. a greater dose of alpha radiation to the bones than the yeah. other one. So this one bad. This one less bad. Less bad. Still Slightly. bad. Less bad. Yeah. It also considers the induction of a range of different forms of cancer as a result of internal exposure to radium and its daughter nucleotides. The book used data from radium dial pipe painters, people who were exposed as a result of the use of radium containing medical products and other groups of people who have been exposed to radium. There's lots of books. Is there? There's lots of books. Oh, so, tell me. in literature, music, and film. Well, yeah, that's the part I'm waiting for. <laughs> I love how you love this part. This is the part I usually skip. No, I, I like knowing the pop culture references and where they come up. And yeah. Okay. Hello, I'm in the arts. Like, literature, music, and film. Yes. The story things. is told from the point of view of the women in New Jersey and Illinois in Kate Moore's non-fiction book, The Radium Girls. Ah, uh, you thought there was a book. Which is re- was released in the UK in 2016 and the US in May 27th. Has it been adapted yet? I want to do Let an adaptation of it. The story is told in Eleanor Swanson's poem Radium Girls, collected in A Thousand Bonds, Mary Curie and the Discovery of Radium. Ah, yeah. Which is a book. Didn't Mary Curie die of Yeah, radium she poisoning? died of radium poisoning. Mm-hmm. She was also the only person to get a Nobel Prize in two different fields, I think. I could be spitting shit, but I think she's... Someone the, did. I think she's the only person who's been given a Nobel Prize in two different fields. Someone did. She yes. definitely got it for physics, and I'm pretty sure she got it for chemistry as okay. well. Okay, wow. I could be getting all that wrong, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> Let's th- just go with that for now. Yeah. There is an elaborate reference to the story in Kurt Vonnegut's novel, Jailbird. What is Jailbird? Hmm? What year is it? No, it says in the... 1979. Yeah, I just couldn't see it, because... Yeah. Poet Lavinia Greenlaw has written on the subject in The Innocence of Radium, 1994. Historian Claudia Clark wrote an account of the case and its wider historical implications, Radium Girls, Women and Industrial Health Reform, from 1910 to 1935, published in 1997. It took that long to get published. Yeah, but it wasn't no. written back then. Right, right, right. Yeah, I yeah. Thought you the meant book, it was, the right. book was telling it between the times right, of 1910 to 1935. Okay, but it was written yeah. a lot later. Yeah. Ross Molnar's book Deadly Glow: The Radium Dial Worker Deadly Tragedy <laughs> describes many of the events published in 1999. Well, that was a book as well. Yep. The story is told by Joe Lawrence in her short animated film Glow, oh. 2007. Short animated film. Mm. I'm going to have to look that one up. A Michael, the Michael A. Martone short story, It's Time, is told from the perspective of an unnamed radium girl. Yeah. The fictionalised version of the story was featured in the Spike TV show A Thousand Ways to Die. Number oh, one, yeah. Number 196. And, yes. And the Science Channel's Dark Matters, Twisted mm. But True. Yep. Radi- we, we've watched thousands. We have, and it's fucking hilarious. Wow. I, I, can't, I, I do remember the dipping thing, though. Yeah, no, I, the ones that stuck in my head are the one where the person got killed by a... Oh, fuck, what are they called when you put... Pressure cooker. And, like, yes. the, the little valve from yeah. the pressure cooker, like, stabbed her in the back of the head yeah. or something. The one I remember is the guy that was thought... He, he left his... Parked his car, his huge or something, four-wheel drive on the beach. Yes. Remember and, he he and he got cold. So he's like, oh, I'm going to sleep under my car. Yeah, and then the tide came in. And the tide came in, and he literally... Not only did he drown... Well, we yeah, it's not known if he drowned first. If he was crashed by yeah. the the vehicle, Sinkle, via vehicle sinking into yeah. the sand. Yeah, imagine being crushed between the sand oh. and 
your vehicle that just makes with me the want, water. Oh, stop it! <laughs> the other one that gets me is the one where the there's a couple in like Sweden and they built their own sauna and then they yes. got locked inside the sauna. And they literally steamed themselves to, to death. death. Well, like, the, the, the husband did. He had a heart attack inside the steam room, the sauna. But I think the woman got out. I think she? someone heard her and she got out, but he died. Yeah, but like, yeah. And didn't literally steam him. Like, you could peel his flesh off or his something bones like and that. stuff. I don't like, know. Gross. Gross. Okay, Radium Halos, a novel about the Radium Dial Painters, a 2009 novel by Shelley Stout. Wow, it's his- quite recent. Yeah, is a historical fiction narrated by a 65-year-old mental oh. patient who worked on the factory when she was 16. Wow, that's such a great idea for historical fiction. Yeah. Author Deborah Bloom referenced the story in her 20, 2010 book, The Prison Poisonous Handbook, Murder and the Birth of Forensic Medicine in Jazz New Age, New York. Mm. The story is told in the American Experience episode The Poisoner's Handbook based on Deborah Bloom's book. Mm. Author Robert R. Johnson features a story on the Radium Girls in his book Romancing the Atom. The Atom? Mm. The Case of the Living Dead Women, a website displaying scans of all 180 <gasps> pages of newspaper clippings about a similar incident, the Ottawa, Illinois Radium Dial litiga- Company litigation. Oh, wow. So you can actually find the whole, all the pages of newspaper articles. That's amazing. A fictionalised version of the story was featured in the 1937 short story Letter to the Editor mm. by James H. Street, adapted into a 1937 film, Nothing Sacred, and a 1953 Broadway musical, Hazel Flag. Wow, so it was adapted into a film back in the 30s. Yes. Wow. The documentary Radium City depicts first-hand accounts of some of the watch-style painters. Wow. A version of the story for young adult readership is told in the, mo- in the novel Glow by Megan E. Bryant. A play was written on the perspective of one of the women who sued in New Jersey titled Radium Girls. Mm. A play named These Shining Lives was written by Melanie Marknick and dramatist, dram, Dramatists Play Service Incorporated and is narrated by Catherine Donahue, one of the four protagonist workers who sued in Illinois. Larissa Andrushin's poem, The Radium Girls, published in Carte Blanche, Hmm. Imagines the women speaking through a collective post-mortem voice. Oh, wow. Brooke Bolander references the story in her 2018 novel, The Only Harmless Great Thing. So that's really, yeah, recent as well. The Orb Weavers' song Radium Girls off their album Deep leads the story of the... Lead tells the story of the Radium Girls. So, so there's no a real lot. recent adaptation, though, in terms of film. No, no recent film. film adaptations. No. Hmm. I feel. I feel there needs to be a TV series. Like. Yeah. Yeah. What was that TV series that was similar? To... About Probably what? Not similar. About what? Oh, wasn't there one that we used to watch about the women who worked like what your grandmother did like the telecom oh yes it was some brazilian series i can't remember what it was called but it was a brazilian series one of them was a spy or something she got caught doing something and then it's like i shouldn't have to be a spy in brazil and they lived in like the what was that called i can't remember what it was called it it was interesting girls as well it was cool girls no that sounds that's no not cool girls that's let me look it up it wasn't, don't look that up. It wasn't Cool Girls. It's called Cable Girls. Cable and Girls. And it wasn't about Brazil, it was in Madrid. Right. 
Yeah, cable girls. In 1920s Madrid, four women at the National Telephone Company ring in a revolution, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think there needs to be one uh, television series about the radium girls. Well, unfortunately, I think the biggest part of their story is a legal one. Uh, and it would, I can I can picture it in my mind already, because, you know, I think visually, yeah. and I can picture it being like a courtroom kind of drama yeah. thing. Yeah, it's got to be, because, I mean, obviously there's going to be like a medical part of it, yes. and a bit of like a dramatised medical part. Yeah. But at the same time, most of their story is legal. Oh, yeah, of course. It would yeah. happen afterwards. And I, I imagine it being told in flashbacks. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh, it'd be great. My idea, no one's taken it. <laughs> okay, so next article. Radium jaw is an occupational disease brought on by the ingestion. I hate that word. Ingestion. An ingestion. I can't do it without having spit in my mouth. <laughs> ingestion. Ingestion. <laughs> And subsequent absorption of radium into the bones of radium dial painters and those consuming radium-laden patent medicines. Ah, so were there medicines that used to have Apparently, radium? This, yes. Oh, because back then they thought radium was like this, this all cure, like, like our coconut oil. Kind more, well, like they used to do like Just ra- some radium bars and <gasps> radium tablets and oh, stuff. Ra- Be like, ah. yeah. So I'm just gonna have some radium because it's gonna fix all my problems. Right. Yeah. So it is literally like the coconut oil. I now. think so. I think that's what they did. To so be like, just put you got to be dry skin. Just put some coconut oil. Yeah. Back then would be you got to be dry skin. Just, just put, put some radium. Radium on it. Yeah. Radium bus. Yeah. yeah. The symptoms of are necrosis of the mandible, the lower jaw, and the maxilla, the upper jaw. Yes. Constant bleeding of the gums, oh. and usually after some time, severe distortion due to bone tumors and porosity of the lower jaw. Ugh, so yeah, more holes. The, in, the condition is similar to fossy jaw, P-H-O-S-S-Y. Mm. An osteoporotic and osteonecrotic disease of match girls brought on by phosphorus ingestion and absorption. The first written reference to the disease was by dentist Dr. Theodore Bloom in 1924, who described an unusual mandibular osteomyelitis in a dial painter, naming it radium jaw. Wow, so osteomyelitis meaning bone infection, right? Bone cancer. Is it it mellitus cancer? Let me look it up. Osteomyelitis, no, infection. Yes. Bone infection. And I only know that because I've been in hospital not long after I broke my leg and had it fixed. Or maybe it was after I had it fixed the second time um, and had some parts taken out. Um, They were suspected that osteomyelitis. I had to stay in hospital a few days while they monitored like the rations. Yeah. Trying to decide if they'd need to open me back up again and stuff. Yeah. Mm, Bone infection. The disease was determined by pathologist Dr. H.S. Martland in 1924 to be symptomatic of radium paint ingestion after many female workers from various radium paint companies reported similar dental and mandibular pain. Symptoms were present in the mouth due to the use of the lips and the tongue to keep the radium paint br- paint paintbrushes properly shaped, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. which we know. Another prominent example of this condition was the death of an American golfer and industrialist Eben Byers in 1932 after taking large doses of Radiothor, a radio... <laughs> Radiothor. Radiothor. Radiothor? Radiothor. Like Radiothor. Yeah. Okay. 
a radioactive patent medicine containing radium over several years. <gasps> What's Radithor do? I don't know. I looked up. His illness garnered much publicity and brought the problem of radioactive quack medicine hmm. into the public eye. The Wall Street Journal ran a story in 1989 or after titled The Radium Water Worked Fine Until His Jaw Came Off. Great. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so Radithor... Oh, wow. Look at that picture. Lots <laughs> the links to all these articles that you're reading from. Yeah, yeah. On our was a patent medicine that is well-known example of radioactive quackery, and specifically of excessively excessively broad and pseudoscientific application of the principle of radiation hormesis. I know how much you like um, pseudoscience. Mm. <laughs> woo. Yeah, such woo, such woo. And that's the thing is that the woo that so. Whenever I look at like pseudoscience and people saying that things are going to help them, we either, oil. we either say it's woo or not woo. So for, so for those of you who have spoken to me about this, so for example, um, people go, is, is coconut oil woo or not woo? And most of the time we'll say it's woo for treating things like migraines and shit but and, in cancer. Terms, and cancer. But if you're going to use it for moisturization, moisturizing, not woo. Like it totally is a moisturizer. Yeah, it's a great it's moisturizer. An, it's an oil. Like all but oils When are. people start saying, oh, just... Drink a cup of it. Yeah, or like, like I don't understand oil pulling. I don't get it. I don't think it works. But anyway, isn't that so, just for your gums? Yeah, but Clean it's meant, it. but it's meant to pull all the shit out of oh, your it mouth. It just cleans your gums. Yeah, but it, like this, uh, people go, oh, it's it helps all your dental health. I'm like, no, no it brush your teeth. Yeah, nothing like a good brushing. And yeah, and also don't forget to floss and mouthwash, people. <laughs> that is the key. And the biggest one I'm seeing so much of lately is essential oils. Uh. Like everyone, like essential oils is going to treat your depression and anxiety. It's like. No, it doesn't treat it. I mean, that's what they're saying. Is they're saying it's gonna, it's gonna treat your depression and anxiety, uh. or like, oh, well, it's, it's gonna... like how much shit I read for like, you know, sometimes when people try to, sometimes I'll random as someone who's chronically ill and has bowel disease, um, specifically Crohn's disease. Um, you'll be surprised at how many people randomly message me who I might have on social media who don't even talk to me hardly, you know, definitely yeah. don't follow up on all my appointments and all that crap and see how my treatment's going, but will randomly message me with an article like blah, 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 fixes, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, no, thank you for thinking of me, but no. But no. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. I'm, and no. The, uh, Drinking a cup of coconut oil and apple cider a day is not going to cure ugh, my bowel disease. Gross. Just as an example. No. Yeah. Yeah, so woo or not woo. Like a, another good example is chiropractic. Because people are saying that, yeah, chiropractic is going to... What a word. Chiropractic? Chiro... Chiro... Yeah. People who go to a chiropractor, <laughs> right? Chiropractic? Yeah. People who go to a chiropractor, and chiropractors like to say that it's going to cure all your migraines and relieve your mental health and help with your, your heart disease and relieve your blood pressure and all that sort of crap. That's woo. But in terms of, like, I believe, in terms of a chiropractor helping with things like bone alignment, mm. that's what they're supposed to yeah. do. So that kind of means it's not woo, but at the same time, like, seeing people do it to tiny little babies, no. Yeah. Their bones are fucking fragile and what's it called? malleable yeah true like do not they're soft like sponges they are because they have not had the time to harden yet mm. do not yeah do not do not do not <laughs> okay 
Like, I get it in the case of their bones being legitimate out of, legitimately out of alignment yeah. and stuff. But when it's, like, um, to help with teething. Yeah. Mm. It's like a baby's teeth. Yeah, it's a natural cause exactly. of events. It's, yeah. And it makes to go through it. And it makes me wonder, like, what sort of treatments and things we do in our daily lives that we deem normal. Yeah. safe yeah. that we find out 50 years later yes. are not. So, you know what one of them is? What? Instant coffee for sure. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh, that yeah. shit will rot your guts and maybe that's why I have bowel disease. <laughs> oh, well, you had so much instant I coffee. I was literally raised on instant coffee. Like, like fucking you know, world families. Yes, you're talking about a generation <laughs> of like first born Australians from Europe being like holy shit you just add water to this stuff and you get coffee and like yeah children drink all the coffee because this is amazing which is true yeah right it is pretty good feat of engineering well yeah and like yeah growing up in you know, quite a while ago like being a child of the 80s and literally being like yeah my dad being and my auntie and even my grandparents being like have coffee have coffee yum yum yeah. type of thing and look you just put a teaspoon in the cup and add water and milk and why you've got coffee yeah which costs so much money at the shops yeah why would you buy it yeah um, that shit is probably why I've got bowel disease. It's probably, no, it's, no, it's, it's probably why my dad has some kind of undiagnosed bowel disease now as well. Ugh. Like, I, I reckon instant coffee. It's the devil. No, but, and, but needless to say, I have not touched instant coffee in a long time. You know, I grew up, but, we grind our own beans and stuff. Yeah. But I'm telling you, t- 10 years' time, there's going to be some discovery about all this damage that instant coffee has caused. Yeah. That and probably Coke. Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. Oh. So thinking that about... That shit can clean rust. Like, surely we shouldn't <laughs> thinking, be drinking but it. But thinking about, like, things that we have seen in the past, lead paint yeah. is a good example. Oh, yeah. Like, I was still using lead paint when I was a kid and drinking paint. some coffee. Unleaded petrol. I didn't know that, like, I knew the My term... first car had lead petrol. See, I, it took me a long time to realise what it meant by unleaded oh, petrol. Right, like, I just thought it was called unleaded petrol. You didn't I didn't grow up think... with lead petrol. No, because wow. I didn't realise there was such a thing as oh, lead petrol. Didn't even, that didn't even occur to me. Like, I, I didn't know what lead petrol wow. was. My first car was lead petrol. Yeah. In fact, when um, when Australia first got rid of lead petrol, I still was, I was still driving an old Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. Right? Uh, a 70s model, so, yeah, early 70s model. When they first got rid of lead petrol, I had to buy this stuff from like the auto shop. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but pretty much every time I filled up with unleaded petrol, I had to add like this, it's probably like a 90, 100 mil bottle of this additive to my tank. Yeah. So that my, so that my engine, oh, there's a cat down there. It looks like Claudia, oh, but it's not. Gonna come the home door will open, just wait. No, it's oh, been closing again. Squeeze uh, through the door. Okay, bye. bye. Anyway, Pets, um, you had to put this. Yeah, thing... I had to put this additive into my petrol tank just yeah. so my car could, my engine could hopefully process um, and use the unleaded petrol because yeah. it needed lead to run. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. I also I watched this series that Neil deGrasse Tyson actually narrates, and it talks about science in general. And the first few episodes about like how people figured out that the sun that the sun was the center of the universe, and how mm-hmm. people figured out that the Earth was round. But one of the later episodes was about the guy who worked out why. Um, there was so many issues with lead. Okay. So back in the day, they were trying to work out why. Hang on, let me think. Back in what day? This is like the 60s or the okay. 50s in the States. Yeah. So they were trying to... So 
They were trying to work out why this guy was doing these experiments on lead and he was going on about like, he was finding out more information and he figured out that the surface of the ocean had more lead than the bottom of the ocean. And they were trying to work out why. No, because there's so much lead in the atmosphere from all the petrol being burnt, right? Mm. And so what was happening is it was getting absorbed by the, the the clouds and shit, being rained on into the ocean, but it hasn't been there long enough for it to disperse naturally throughout the entire ocean. So it hadn't been dispersed down yeah. on around. It only sit on, sat on the top yeah. because it hasn't been there long enough for it to disperse throughout the rest of the ocean, right? right? And so this guy went into these huge court cases with the petroleum companies because he's basically saying you're polluting the fucking earth mm. and you're killing people yeah. because there's so much fucking lead in the atmosphere that yeah. it's causing this, the ocean to do this yeah. and they had and so that was back in the much, 60s yeah Pretty that shows much. how fucking slow, especially Australia, Australia is, at banning, like, stuff that is killing the earth. Yeah, it's either the 60s or the 70s. Yeah, but it's still, it's still, either way, it still doesn't surprise me because we're always, Australia's one of the last countries to get on board with this stuff. Like, I remember when CFCs were, were banned from, yeah. like, products. Like, fridges. Yes, we had CFC fridges, air conditioning. Um, air conditioning hairspray had yeah. CFCs in it, right? Yeah. And I remember still being alive, like I was a kid, when there were still CFCs and other countries had banned them back in the 80s. Australian banned CFCs to late 90s, yeah. I believe, some point in the 90s, if that. Yeah. I mean, it could have been even the early thousands. But it's still really bloody recent and a long while after the research has been done. And I yeah. guess what you're saying with the lead in, in petrol, yeah. in fuel, is the same thing. Like, if it's the, regardless of the study was done back in the 60s or the 70s we didn't get australia didn't get rid of leaded fuel until the early thousands yeah i remember still yeah because i still had my beetle i was still driving really bed. yes I, don't remember, I do not remember ever being leaded petrol but i was six in the early thousands exactly so, so why sh- would you know about petrol but that's a, well i just leaded or i don't even remember seeing the signs i just remember uh. there always being whenever i went to the petrol station i just remember always seeing the word unleaded I no, never ever. It was leaded as well. I never ever remember seeing the word leaded. Yeah. Ever. So that's really weird. And I just used to say lead. 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 Not leaded. Lead. It was lead and unleaded. And right. I remember lead being associated with the color red. Yeah. Like that was the red pumps. And unleaded right. being the green or the yellow. I remember red pumps. Yeah, that was lead. Oh. Yeah. You don't see red pumps very often anymore. No, well, not at all. Yeah, I remember red pumps. Yeah, they were the lead ones. Ah. And um, I'm trying to remember price difference as well. Back oh. then, the, back then the fuel would have been about a dollar below a dollar a litre. Oh, I'm remembering sure. 60 cents. Oh, my God. Like 68 cents, but I'm just We just remember- paid 160 cents. Oh, I know. I'm just trying to remember in my head if it was... If lead was more expensive than unleaded, it might have been. I yeah. have a vague memory from when I first got my licence. would have been the year 2000. And I had a Beetle, an old 70 Beetle. Um, and I vaguely remember... I can picture in my head when I close my eyes, I can vaguely remember lead the red one being like 68 cents and then unleaded the green or yellow one depending on which petrol station you went to being like 64 cents okay. being like a four cent difference yeah between lead and unleaded and i think the lead costs more 
And I remember at the time, like complaining to my dad, oh, I can't believe lead petrol costs more. If I had a newer car, you know, I could spend less. And he's like, oh, it's just four cents, four cents a litre. Yeah. Um, I could spend less putting it in, yeah, into my car. But yeah. Um, yeah, and then they got they got rid of Australia finally got rid of leaded pe- lead petrol. So it's, yeah, like I said, I'd use the unleaded, but then buy that additive to go in my car. And I'm pretty sure I'll still putting the the additive in there up until I sold that car. Yeah, I think. Can you had, still get the? Additive? I don't know. I I think so, but I think you it's also very had expensive. I think you also had to like get your car converted. I yeah. think I think you had to get something retrofitted to your engine so that you could. So it could safely process the yeah. fuel, not stuff up your tank, yeah. stuff up your engine. So, but don't quote me on that. So going back to radioactive quackery. <laughs> so talking about the whole like things <coughs> that we thought were safe back in the day, and now we realise fifty years later, holy shit, that was really wrong. Right, and we shouldn't how, do that. This is how we got on that tangent. Like like it. like for fucking painting baby cots with lead paint. I had what lead, the fuck? I had a lead painted baby cot. How have you not got your teeth falling out of your head? Well, I do. Mm. That's because I'm on chemo medicine though. Yeah. So. But how do you not maybe. have lead poisoning? As I don't know. Do. Maybe I do. Who and knows? That's what caused my bowel disease. Okay. Yeah, we had a red paint, a yellow painted lead, like yellow, <laughs> yellow, yellow painted, lead painted, yellow lead painted cot. Ooh. And we had lead painted um, fence. Oh well. my like, god! Lead paint was everywhere. Is it because lead paint is brighter? It lasted longer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and it was cheaper. I think it just lasted longer. Radioactive quackery is quackery that improperly promotes radioactivity as a therapy for illness. Well, they still do, really. Unlike radiotherapy, which is the scientifically sound (laughs) use of radiation for the destruction of cells. Is it, though? Usually cancer. Hang on, people get better with radiation, though. Some don't. Some do. Think think about our friends who have had cancer and then have had chemo and radiation and have survived. Yeah, but isn't that the chemo, not the radiation? Not necessarily. You need to have, sometimes you need to have both. I know that, but how do we know which one is actually... Well, there have been cases where people only do one or the other and the success rate is not as good. Mm. Yeah. Logically, (laughs) I know you like to question these I do, because, you know, why? I don't understand anyone who can just go through life not questioning things. That's true. Like that's not, true. Yeah, like I've always been a questioner, and you need to question these yeah. things. Quackery involving radioactive substances pseudoscientifically promotes radiation as a helpful and healing for as helpful and healing for cells and tissues. <laughs> it was most popular during the early 20th century after the discovery in 19, 18, 1896 of radioactive decay. Oh, the process was a very busy year. Yeah, that's also the year. That um, Australia, yeah, the the first feature film. Ah, yep. The story of the Kelly Gang. Ah, and it was shown in Melbourne at the Athenaeum Theatre in 1896. There you go. There we go. (laughs) Tidbit. The practice has widely declined, but is still actively practiced by some. So people to this me? day, like, I still enjoy- where do you get this Radithor? I want some Radithor. Radithor, a solution of radium salts, which was claimed oh. by its developer, William J.A. Bailey. Baby, wait, it, remi- it reminds me of in Fallout. You are really terrible tonight. You've been interrupting me left, light, and center. Left, light? <laughs> Shut up. Yep, yep. No, but it reminds me of, like, the rad roaches and right away. Oh, right away. Right away. In, um, but right away is the opposite of this. I guess it's so. take away the radiation. Not true. add the radiation. That's true. Anyway, look, go on. 
Let me go on. You're interrupting me so much tonight. You're really excited. Yes. I'm trying <laughs> to stay awake. So we have a comedy show to go to. And Shush, let me finish the article and we go to the comedy show. Too much caffeine today. <laughs> it's developer William J.A. Bailey should have curative, pop, curative properties. The industrialist Evan Byers died. Blah, 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 blah. Many brands of toothpaste were laced with radioactive substances that were claimed to make teeth shine whiter such as Doramad radioactive toothpaste. I want some. Baths and bathing waters were advertised positively as being highly radioactive and with a curative value. Is that like Radox? I don't know what Radox is. Give me a sec. It's why mummies give us Radox baths and lead. Lead. <laughs> and lead paint and Re- painting Revig- models. Sh- nah. <laughs> Revigator pots, which added radon to drinking water. Uh-huh. Uranium sound houses, where patients would sit on benches in a round room that had a floor composed of mildly radioactive sand, <sighs> usually beach sand with crushed minerals like carnitite. These <laughs> were popular in Utah, New Mexico, and Colorado during the 1950s. Hmm. Lying in a narrow box with sands that reputedly contained iron ore was promoted as a treatment for arthritis, bursitis and rheumatism as late as 1956. So a coffin. Yes, filled with radioactive radium. That's amazing. uranium. 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 The Nikko Clean Tobacco Card was a device Hmm. exported from Japan to the US in the 1960s, containing a small card impregnated with uranium ore. The card was to be placed inside a packet of cigarettes, and the producers claimed that the radiation emitted from the card would reduce tar and nicotine. What the fuck? Wow. That's ridiculous. Let's just poison people with all the things. Let's just, okay, let's not just give you lung cancer, but also give you radiation. It's not so much lung cancer, but but all the other chemicals that are in there that make smokers really sick and addicted. Yeah. It's not just the nicotine uh, that smokers are addicted to, but then, yeah, put. Radiation, radiation along with in there that. to be like just have all the things so, you know this doesn't kill you something's gonna something's kill you, gonna kill you. Yeah. the toftness device is an instrument used by certain chiropractors it was invented by irving and toftness it is a diagnostic tool roughly analogous to a stethoscope except that it does not touch the patient <laughs> The device allegedly detects a specific electromagnetic radiation frequency which emanates from vertebral sublocations or small dislocations. That's ridiculous. Woo. I'm, that's such woo. That's woo. Even I that's know that's such woo. woo. You know I like to question everything. That's such woo. If I devil's advocate. That, what that was that thing like you wanted woo. to know about radox? Yeah, radox. So my mum used to, if we were used to, because we did a lot of sports, well, me and one of my brothers yeah. used to do a lot of sports growing up. The little one got all Radox bars are just min- are just Epsom salt oh, bars. Right. That's all right. That's not radium. Why they call it Radox then? Like, because yeah, we'd complain about being achy after doing taekwondo or football or whatever, and she'd be like, "Oh, go have a Radox bath." And yeah, I'm yeah, just wondering. It's just, like, it's I wouldn't just, put it past her to put radium in our bath. They're herbal but, salt baths. Right. So basically, just fancy Epsom salts. Okay, well that's what we used to have a Radox yeah. bath. So yeah. it wasn't radium. No. Okay. Well, at least now it's not. <laughs> I don't know if it was Radox, back in, Radox of the 90s? Radox of the 90s. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so. Radox. I don't think they would exist if they had radium in them. Why was it called Radox then? Ask Radox. I don't well, know. I reckon it was named after <laughs> So there you go. Radium Girls. Radium, radium jaw. jaw. Yeah. And radioactive radio, radioactive quackery. And ratty thaw. And ratty thaw. Need some right away to get rid of that ready for. That was so, awesome. That, yeah, well, I did have another article lined up about 
radiation sickness in general. <gasps> However, it's a lot longer. Mm, another episode, maybe. Maybe, maybe. But it's like, it's like, it's really, in, radiation poisoning is really interesting. Yeah. Because as you get, like, the higher dose, the quicker you die. Well, yeah, well. But, like, it's interesting, it's fascinating, because if you go a certain amount up a, above a certain amount of radiation, you die within, like, a minute. True. <laughs> you just, like, so violently get sick. What's the safe amount you can take slowly over a long time? Uh, not a lot. I mean, well. like, everyone's exposed to radiation all the time because cosmic radiation is a thing. Really? Yes, because when the world was created, when the Big Bang happened, basically... Oh, no, 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 no. When the Big Bang happened, <laughs> basically all this radiation got, like, spat out everywhere. So it's left over. Yeah. Everywhere, right? Okay. And the sun emits it too, so we get radiation from the sun, which you actually do know in terms of sunburn. Yeah, yeah. And then you add being, like, accident-prone yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And how many... And getting sick. Yeah. Well, that, that's... Is it a disease in, like, how many... Yeah. yeah, but like X-rays you get and CT scans. Yeah, you get radiation from the world. Cosmic radiation is a thing. You get radiation from phones. You get radiation from going on a plane. So if you go up on a plane, you're exposed to more cosmic radiation because the clouds aren't protecting you as much because okay. you're above the clouds, right? right? It's because you're closer to the sun. You get more cosmic radiation. So everyone is exposed to radiation, all but the time. even through the plane. Yeah, right. even through the plane. So there's like three different kinds of radiation. One, the plane like body would protect. So one kind of radiation could be stopped with something like paper. Really? Yeah, I think that's gamma. Ah. Another kind of radiation, which is beta, I think can like can be stopped with skin. Like it can just reach the top of your body, I think. Right. But then you have alpha. Alpha can go through practically anything. It's like it can go alpha. up to like uh, except for like a lead. Like, like lead is like the yes, only right. thing the lead that, apron. yes that lead is like the most reliable thing to stop radiation you can actually look up images about like how far can the radiation go depending on the type of radiation wow. so there's different types there's three different types well, there you go yeah but, but, but alpha but yeah wow yeah that was cool yeah Radiation is interesting and fascinating, and sometimes I like to creep myself out by reading the articles about ra- like nuclear disasters. Oh yeah, I love them. <laughs> those ones are especially creepy, especially when you're talking about how people got sick. Oh yeah, especially in Fukushima. Yes, and not Fukushima, Hiroshima. Yes. Yeah. Like the fallout. Nuclear yeah, fallout nuclear stuff. fallout freaks me out mm. because like. If you ever think about what would happen right now if we got bombed right at this very second, what would you do? No one would know what to do. No, we wouldn't. We don't get that training. No, anymore. you don't. I mean, back in it's like back in like the fifties and sixties, they had like the civil, the what's it was it called? But especially in the states, they had like a civil army that would that was their job is to tell people what to do if there was going to be a nuclear bomb. Okay. They would organize all this stuff. Yeah, because that was still a threat. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Apparently. Wow. Yeah, debatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what would you do? Stop, drop, and roll. No, you would run inside a house. <laughs> you would run inside a stop house. Stop, drop, and for fires. No, stop, drop, and roll. Yes, is for fires. But like the way that they were told is just get under a desk. Yes, yes. That's not going to help you. Why? The desks then were made of lead. No, they weren't. Just say we that lead paint on. If them. you're under, just because something is lead paint doesn't mean it's made of lead. That's not enough lead. Oh, the yeah, was those things were school desks. Were but underneath the desk, what about the radiation coming from the side? No, because there'll be more desks. 
<laughs> but it's about no because then you have to go through the duck wall. and cover duck and cover yeah that doesn't the, work it does work okay fine you go into a bomb and try and go into a bomb go into yeah, a place get into a fucking bomb. no no go into a place and get bombed underneath a desk only if i have a lead desk and then tell me if you survive only if i it's covered in lead yeah and i have my lead cot from my childhood but you're ridiculous. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that of that particular um, You're going on Indiana up. Jones movie where he jumps inside a fridge. What? He never jumps inside Someone a fridge. Someone jumped inside a fridge when there was he was stuck on a nuclear test site. They were testing a nuclear bomb. He went, oh shit, got into a fridge because the fridge was lined with lead. That was never survived. Indiana Jones. I swear it was Indiana Jones. I swear Jones. it was not. If you know the answer to this, yes. Um, tell, tell me, was tell that Indiana us. Jones? Or I swear it was about not. A different I used movie? to be obsessed with watching Indiana Jones films. It was like one every of the weekend. newest ones, like one of the ones that I managed to go see in the movie theaters. There was like one that came out in your lifetime. Maybe it wasn't Indiana Jones. Tell me what movie I'm thinking of where he gets like stuck on a nuclear test site, and so he jumps inside a fridge because the fridge is lined with lead. Might not be Indiana Jones. I'm pretty I sure think it was right. not Indiana Jones, but I don't know what it was. Right. Tell me. We'll figure that out. Yeah, thank you. That's okay. That was a fun episode. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, that's. I really want to make it into a TV series <laughs> about episode. the Radium Girls. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like, yeah, basically a courtroom drama, but yeah, yeah. told in, and then told in like the medical stuff, yeah. told in flashbacks and the workers yeah. stuff, workers stuff and medical stuff told in flashbacks. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Sad. Sad. For Sad. Ladies. But yeah. yeah, radiation and and everything that it entails is fascinating. It sure is. I think Perhaps, yeah, we can t- t- do an episode on radiation sickness. Yes. Later this year or yes. next year. Yeah. Yes. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, so stay yeah, stay tuned for some small projects yeah. coming out soon. Some fun stuff. Comment on our stuff. Yes, please comment on our stuff and please leave us a rating. It's the only way word is going to get out about our podcast besides yeah. you telling people to listen to it um actually just you don't have to write anything just, just tap those five stars or I'll even settle for four <laughs> any stars just give oh, me a star even a bloody one whatever i don't care um, just, just give me a star just rate us we can maybe be the worst podcast ever um yeah just give us stars because it needs more than three people liking it um to appear in the recommended podcasts on all the platforms, whether it's Spotify, Podbean, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, all the Pod Pod Pods. Um, yeah, give us a like, comment. We have an Instagram page now. We have a Twitter that I forget to post to. Um, we have Facebook. Yeah, comment just, just and rate us, please. Rate us. And we've been doing this for a year now. Yeah, a bit over a year. Yeah, we'd like to see happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. We'd like to see some more listeners. No, no, not, yeah, well, yeah. more listeners, more interaction from yes. our listeners. I know you are listening to us all away, far yeah. away from Australia. Um, talk to start, us. Talk to us. We like talking to people. We might even read out some comments if yes, you make let's it. let's do that. Yeah, we'll read out some comments if they're fun. Yes. Um, all right, we better go. Because I, yes, okay. Well, what were we going to say? I was going to say, I just hear people say, oh, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, I don't know you're listening to my podcast. Say something. Say something. Yeah, yes. Tell me, like, even if Comments. our episode sucked or something. I don't care. Yeah, I just want to found... know if you listen to our, if our listen to Yes, our I even posted, I, I tried to teach, I 
feel like an old person playing with Instagram. Mm. Like I tried to do a story thing yesterday and post a poll and ask people, what would you like to hear about on our podcast? And I posted a poll where I was like, would you like more science stuff? Yes or no? Would you like more true crime stuff? Yes or no? Um, I don't think anyone's replied. I replied to it from my personal account just to see if it worked. Um, No one's replied. No one's answered the question. What tough? Suggest the topic. I'm giving people a free suggestion here. Um, Yeah, just suggest something because I run out of ideas sometimes. Frank needs the ideas. I, on the other hand, have many bookmarks in my dark and creepy folder. I just forget what to look up because I've looked up dark and creepy things before and I've gone... I just come across stuff and I just bookmark it for later. Yeah. But, yeah, that's me. Um, Yeah, but we'll leave it there. Leave it there. Yes, we better get to this this late night comedy. Thank you for listening. Um, Radium. Radium. Don't trust the alpha. Don't don't do the radioactive quackery. Mm. And duck and cover. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.